0: Are you ready to, hustle? I need
1: to hustle, hustle?
0: Welcome to The Hustle with Justin Harrison, the ultimate podcast for money, motivation and inspiration. In this season of The Hustle, we're focusing in on businesses. We're focusing on business development, small businesses, side hustles and main hustles. And today, I've got Anton with us who has a couple of questions around his business. So Anton, let's quickly give a quick intro into what you do and jump into your first question.
1: Thanks, Justin. I've got a small little kitchen manufacturing business, uh, design, I manufacture it. Been going for the last 21 years, so um, always been good. The last six months has been a nightmare. I, um, my business normally was uh, based on uh, referrals. Now, suddenly, those referrals are non-existing. So um, I need some advice regarding that, you know.
0: Okay. So obviously, with referral business, you know, that is obviously always a great thing to have in business. But it's it's really not and should never be the main source of driving business in. And, I mean, it's pretty amazing that you've survived as long as you have pretty much on referrals. Having said that, though, the world has changed. Everything has pivoted. A lot of people now are going online and looking for you know the the providers and it is still about relationships but it's about creating the right relationships. so i would say the first mistake that you've made is to rely entirely on one source of your leads one source of your of your incoming business and you know there's this golden rule in business that i always talk about which should be 80% marketing 20 20% everything else And when you look at businesses that are established, they often fall into this complacency. Businesses coming in, things have been good, and they stop marketing. The thing is, when you stop marketing today, you don't feel the effects today. You feel it in six months time. You feel it in a year's time. So you need to be marketing and bringing in leads into your business today for six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 months up ahead. So really your biggest mistake that you've made so far is to rely purely on referrals for your incoming leads and for your incoming business. So this is something you definitely have to change. You definitely need to to be producing a strong online presence. You need to have you know, a website with search engine optimization. You definitely need a Google listing to make sure that people can find you in your local area. On top of that, you need to encourage your past and existing customers to go and leave reviews on your Google listing so that you can be seen to be a trusted source. But on top of that, it also makes sure that your listing is at the top of all the other listings in your area. And then of course, the other one is figuring out how to go out and market and advertise and set up a consistent stream of, Potential customers coming your way.
1: Yeah, because that's the you know I I don't do marketing at this stage. You know, I, my my referral was my business. You know, I never I was going in a comfort zone. Your business was coming in. I was settled. But like I said, now I'm up in arms so I don't know what to do, you know.
0: And again, this is often a problem that comes, you know, many months before or many years before of not having set up decent marketing strategies in your business. And You, you have to remember that you might look at your primary business as actually being, you know, kitchens and, and cupboards, but actually your main business is marketing. Every business's main function is to market. You've got to be a marketing business first and have the product second. Most people try and have the product first and do the marketing second and that's where the problem comes in. Okay, so let's let's quickly jump into your second question because I have a feeling it's gonna lead back to the first question.
1: Yeah, um well coming back to you you said marketing. I've got no clue how to do no I've got the where you start? Is it digital marketing? Is it you know is it uh paper marketing? I don't know, you know, it's like you know that the world's changed so, so it's gotta be digital, so But, you know, uh, I'm not exposed at this stage, you know, I've got a little business, so I've never been, there's no signage, there's nothing, you know, my dad started the business, I took it over after I've left corporate, you know, I'm actually an ex-accountant, so, which you don't like, I know.
0: (laughs) So, look, we're not going to give you too much of a hard time for uh, for being an accountant, but this does kind of give me an indication of why the problem is where it is, right? And so here, here is the problem that I see with a lot of people starting in businesses, a lot of people running businesses, is that they don't understand that the primary thing of being in business is to be known. If nobody knows about you, nobody's going to use you. If nobody knows what you have to offer, nobody's going to use you. And I don't see businesses failing for any other reason than a lack of customers right if you've got too many customers you've got a good problem if people say to me they've got a cash flow problem if people say to me you know they've they've got they've got a, a problem in their business is just nothing's happening i always say you've got a customer problem you don't have enough customers you have to figure out how to get more customers so what is that process let's break it down first of all people need to be able to find you people need to know who you are So this comes down to a number of things. You should be listed and be available and be visible everywhere people are potentially looking for you. And marketing is a very simple concept. It is about standing in front of your potential ideal customer. There is no use if you're you're building kitchen cabinets, right? And that's your main business. There is no use trying to stand in front of people who are buying cars. You need to stand in front of people who are remodeling their houses. You need to understand who your customer is. So this is what I would encourage you to do. Go sit down and write down who your ideal demographic is. Who is your customer? Basis on past experience, you've got 20 plus years in the business, you know who your ideal customer is. Is it people who are building new homes? Is it people who are renovating their homes? Uh, is it you know people between the ages of 20 and 30? Is it people between the ages of 30 and 40? Find out and figure out who your ideal customer is. Then when you know who that person is, then you need to figure out where do they hang out? Where do they spend time? And how do I get in front of them? This is what marketing is. Marketing is about getting in front of people at the right time when they're most likely to buy. Great example of this is right. if we talk about home remodeling. If somebody is applying for a home loan and they're looking to buy a house, that might potentially be a customer, right? But it might also not be a customer because they might just be buying a new house. They might be buying something that's fine. So this is the difference between shotgun marketing and laser focused marketing. I wouldn't put effort in marketing there, even though to a lot of people that would make sense. I will rather try and go stand in front of people who I know are definitely going to be in the buying cycle. So you definitely need to do search engine optimization. You definitely need to have a website. You definitely need to have Google listings. And you most definitely need to have social profiles around your business. See, here's the thing. People are searching all the time on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, they're looking for kitchen ideas. They're looking for kitchen remodeling. They're looking for home remodeling. They're looking for cabinetry ideas, right? And if you're not showing up in those searches, you're literally giving the business away to somebody else. You literally are not even out of the gates competing. You've got to stand in front of your ideal customer. And then, of course, there's the other part of marketing that I always talk about, which is to use existing channels that exist very closely aligned to your business. And the one that I always give to you know, your sort of industry is uh, you want to make sure that you are tying in with the interior decorators. You want to make sure that you are tying in, for example, with the architects. You want to go and find people who are at the very early end stage of where you're at coming in to actually do the business, right? And try and find them to do referrals for you. So it becomes a channel referring system. So in other words, you are getting business coming to you from professionals that are already working in that space, that are already working with Customers who are most likely to purchase, and if you don 't set this up now, if you don 't do it now and if you don 't do it consistently, you cannot expect to get business a year from now. You cannot expect to have business coming you know a couple of months from now, and the reason why referral business is drying up referral business is drying up because this generation that 's coming through now that is buying houses, remodeling houses, spending money these people are not spending their time in the yellow pages. Uh, generation, which it was all about. Who do I know? Who can I contact? Does my neighbour know somebody that they've done business with? They go straight to Google. They're looking for a new kitchen. They'll go to Google. If you're not on Google, you ca- you cannot expect to 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 get business. It's as simple as that.
1: Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, uh, so you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm actually there's a little store in the and nobody knows about me. You know, that's that's me. I agree. with you the marketing has got to be done. Um. I do like social media, but, you know, I I can't sit the hell on my phone and, but like you said, I've got to spend 80% of my time on it. So I I understand that, yeah.
0: So I'm going to give you an analogy that you can understand, right? I see so many companies and individuals handing their marketing out to a marketing agency, handling it out to a computer guy who can do SEO and web design. And the example I always give here, the analogy that people can grab onto, you would never take the janitor in a business and turn them into the CFO. You would never put them in charge of finances. Why? Because they're a janitor, right? You cannot put somebody who can design a website in charge of your marketing. You cannot put somebody who has no idea and understanding of the sales cycle of your business in charge of marketing. There can only be one person who does the marketing till it gets to a point where you can employ teams of people and you can grow the business out it has to be the founder because as the founder you understand your ideal customer you know what the what the objections are you know what kind of customer you want to attract you cannot expect somebody who's 23 or 24 years old who's just you know got their marketing degree who's done a web design course to now come and basically do your marketing for you so to answer your question because i already know where this discussion is going it's going i'm not computer literate enough to do this i feel left behind i feel like potentially social media is not my space. I feel like the Google listings are too confusing. You've got to go teach yourself about it. You have to teach yourself about it. This is no different than 30 years ago. If you came into the workplace 30 years ago and you couldn't operate a computer, they started to look at you a bit strange. You go now and say, I can't operate a computer. I can't use Word. I can't use Excel. Well, you're not even going to get the interview, right? Because it's a prerequisite. Part of running a successful business today is you need to know how to position yourself in both the online spaces and offline spaces. And if you are not technically a fae and you're not comfortable with doing the technical stuff, find the time to do the groundwork in getting the knowledge. And whilst you're doing that, use the traditional sources to get business in. You can go network with interior decorators and designers. You can go network with architects. You can go and put your business portfolio and presentation in front of people that are very likely to refer you based on them having clients that are probably going to use you this is stuff you have to be doing every single day
1: yes i am um, i'm with you there yeah but i uh, you know i i do teach myself you know i've been on a journey the last two months so um this uh, i've got to make st- time to to learn you know i'm not uh, computer literate so you know i've been in it i've done i've done X, you know i've been an ex account i've done systems and whatever so but like i said i've never done the website or the social media side so but like you said it's, it's a learning curve so but i've got to teach i've got to teach myself quickly and
0: um, and remember the competitive advantage over the competitors in your space is there's probably a lot of people exactly like you in your competitors that don't necessarily understand this space. So you're giving yourself a competitive advantage by making sure you understand how to position and market yourself online. But you know, again, do not ignore the offline stuff because the offline stuff is going to generate 50% of your business. The online stuff is going to generate 50% of your business. You cannot just say, okay, I'm only going to do online or okay, I'm only going to do offline. You have to do it. My thing that I always tell people is you should never be spending any money on marketing and advertising. And, pe- and people are horrified when I say this. The reason why I say this is because good marketing and good advertising does not require you to go out and spend money. If you are putting out valuable content online, you're always going to get leads coming in. If you are networking with the right people and making sure that you're getting in front of the right people offline, you're always going to have referrals coming through to you. So, you know, this this is a simple case of just getting out there and doing, and that's really what it is. And I find a lot of entrepreneurs get into a comfort zone, especially when things are going well. And that's the biggest problem here. The problem you're sitting with is a comfort zone issue from many years before. And it's something that only you can undo.
1: No, I agree with you. Like I mentioned, you know, I definitely was in that comfort zone. You know, business was coming in. I didn't flip and do anything about it, you know. Now, I don't know what to do, you know. I've never done it. I always said to my, like my sisters, she knows my business well. So I said to her, you know, I've got to do marketing. But then business comes in and you forget about it and it goes on, you know. But like you said, uh, half of it is... is Approaching the interior designers and the architects, even the builders. You know, I've got, I've got a couple of builders, but you know, the no work is actually the online ones. You know, if it comes in, perfect.
0: And I think the real challenge here is that you know, often you'll do a lot of work today and you won't see reward tomorrow. This is the thing with marketing. You you do stuff today and 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 it's not immediate. But the work that you do today, if you're out networking every single day, if you take two three hours a day and you make sure you're connecting with people related to your industry like the builders like the architects like the interior designers and there's many other places you can look at right you should be in the hardware stores for example there should be little pamphlets of yours in the hardware stores you should be everywhere right if you're doing this consistently and you do it every day you will see that in six seven eight months time you're so busy you're just going to have to start turning work away or start subcontracting but if you don't do the work today in six months' time, it's still going to be crickets. And this is the problem. There is a big lag. There's a lot of latency between doing marketing and getting the actual business through the door. And you understand your business than anybody else, better than anyone else. There is a life cycle from quote to conversion to actually getting money in your bank account. And so this is why you have to start this process immediately.
1: No, definitely. I'm, um, I'm on it. So I actually started last week, again, you know, I've got a website from my friend in China. He, he's developing that for me. Um, I'm working on it. So, But uh, like I said, I've got to do the, the footwork, do the, the, the interior designers, boulders, I know. Because, you know, I think our industry has been a bit, a bit slow the last six months because of the interest rates and whatever, you know, the people are.
0: Well, look, your your, your business is very cyclical. This is actually something I wanted to raise with you because I think this is a big area that is missing when we talk about marketing. When we talk about marketing, a lot of people are primarily focused on how do I get my name out there? How do I make sure people know about the business? That's very important. But it's also about positioning the right products at the right time. So, you know, when the interest rates are historically low, typically people are buying new houses. This is what happens, right? And so the kind of work that you're going to get is very different than when you're in an inflationary environment and money's tight. Generally, then people are going to be doing remodeling because it becomes very expensive to buy new homes. A lot of people don 't go into a bigger home they figure out how to make their small home work better, et cetera right so you need to position your products and service according to the market cycles as well you know and you 've got to adapt your products and you 've got to adapt your Offering according to what the current economic cycles are doing. This is also a good part of marketing. It's about knowing what to present, when to present for the ideal macroeconomic picture.
1: Yes, agree. Um, I, I saw this, you know, yeah. since the the interest rate went up a bit, you know, the people are not spending and um and even you know, people are installing solar instead of a new kitchen, you know. I got two clients, you know, I, I spoke to them, I had add-on works for them, which was supposed to start this year. And the one actually down solar i said, I've, I've put solar in I spent one hundred and twenty thousand dollars on solar so and I was even thinking of you know doing other products you know which people want and i don 't know you know it 's because i've got the the workshop i've got the the manufacturing site, so I can do anything you know
0: okay so let's let 's quickly jump into your into your third and uh, final question final question
1: yeah the, my third one was um, should I look to diversify the the business? Look at other products. You know, you mentioned the it's seasonal. You know, my my business in any case, You know, I know my sister said, why well, I must make uh, cutting boards." But you know, I said, "You know, where do I yeah, sell it? You know, we you know I gotta get a supplier or wants to buy this stuff. So you know, that, that's that's my other. Concern. Should I stick to kitchens, which is profitable?
0: The answer is much simpler than than you would think. And, and I can see you tend to think very deeply on things. And especially entrepreneurs who solo on their own, they sometimes get lost in their own thoughts. It's actually a lot simpler than you think. Can you get the customer? This is the answer to everything, right? There is no point in making cutting boards if you haven't got the customer first. So I always say to people, create a prototype of something by all means. But before you decide to go down that route, go and figure out if people are actually willing to pay it. Go figure it out if you can get into stores. Go figure out if is it a price point sensitive thing. Figure out the work up front before you invest into diversifying too far. And there's no harm with constantly looking to add new products and to add new services. But here's the thing about being too diversified. When you are too diversified, you don't focus hard enough on doing the things that are making money well enough. And especially as a solo entrepreneur, self-employed, which by the way is worse than being employed because you've got all the risk, you've got everything that goes with it and no guarantees. So you've got to, you've got to get yourself from a position of self-employed to entrepreneur. And the only way you do that is by aggressively growing out the business. And how do you aggressively grow out the business? Well, you've got to figure out where are customers that you can serve every question that you need answered comes back to one simple thing you need to be asking are there customers for this are there people willing to buy this product don't ask family and friends i say this all the time don't ask family and friends because family and friends will be nice to you make a prototype draw up a concept put it on a screen whatever it is whatever you have to do and go and ask perfect strangers go and pitch the product to a store. Go and pitch the product in front of potential clients and get real feedback. You will know within talking to 20 or 30 people whether this thing has got legs or not. And this is going to save you a a world of heartache because especially when you have a factory, especially when you have the the ability to produce, that's a rabbit hole you can go down and get completely lost in. Go find the customers first. Does that make sense?
1: No, 100%. If you haven't got customers, you can't get any turnover, so...
0: You know, and th- and this is part of my my joke with accountants. I always say, you know, accountants, doctors, lawyers, they always come after the fact, right? I'm sick, so now I go to the doctor. I've done my 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 money making for the year, now I go to the accountant to sort the problem out, right? And this is why I always say, you know, entrepreneurship is about getting ahead of the problem. It's about it's about fixing the problems before they start. And I think this is a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek thing, but this is why I give the accountants a little bit of a hard time. Entrepreneurship is about figuring out how to get to the customer, how to make the money, and then figure out the product. Everybody's trying to create the product first. And there's, <laughs> it's the most common mistake I see. People import containers of things before they've secured one single solitary customer. I always say secure the customer first and then figure out how to get the goods and supply.
1: No, definitely. I agree 100% with you. So um, I've got to start the marketing plan. Or the, the process, learn myself, you know, if the socials, uh, the websites, and designing and, and get the customers onto and then and get onto the door and do the footwork with the, the, the designers, the builders, whatever.
0: Well, sometimes all entrepreneurs need is a little bit of clarity, and I certainly hope you've got that from this recording session today.
1: No, definitely, yeah, it's a bit of a wake up call, so you know, comfort zones aren't good.
0: If you found value from this episode of The Hustle, be sure to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcasting app. And while you're there, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, depending on your platform. And remember, hustle makes muscle. Stay motivated by The Hustle. Talkers talk, but hustlers hustle. Is hustle
1: find more episodes at ecr.co.za or your favorite podcast app.